Well, happy Friday to all. It is almost the weekend, which means it's time for another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gamison. Hello, Adam. It's great to be with you. And we are going to review uh, another great movie today. And this movie, actually, I've been wanting to review for quite some time. Um, but I kind of had to wait for it to become available on Netflix so that you could watch it as well. And you've done that. So um, we're very excited to bring you uh, this movie review. And But first, let's go to Adam. For our quote of the day. And this comes straight from the Bible, Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 12. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an unex- to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And I really liked uh, the way they brought this verse into the movie, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into our review. But just... Um, the way that God has a plan for us and the way that he promises um, to hear us. Um, because it, I like this this 12th verse of Jeremiah 29. It says, Then you will call upon me and you will go or, and you shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. So prayer, thank goodness, or thank God, I should say, is a two-way street, and God does hear uh, humble prayers um, for uh, that express the need for help, and, and you'll see that as we talk about this story. Before we get into the trailer, which is our next thing, we're going to hear the theatrical trailer. Before we do that, I just want to let you know that this particular movie, uh, kind of like the home run that we talked about a few weeks ago, um, is uh, on the mature side. Uh, it's a very important movie. It's a movie that I believe that um, older teenagers, probably 15 or 16 on up, should see um, because the subject matters contained are important, but it is for mature uh, viewers. And so some of the discussion today might be slightly on the mature side. Nothing inappropriate. Just uh, be aware of the subject matter so that you can be aware and be able to engage in the conversations that could come out of this podcast and or of seeing the movie. With that being said, let's roll the trailer and then we'll come back for a discussion. I'm okay. I'm not scared. I'm okay. I can do this. I'm not Mommy loves you. When I was eight, I was taken away from my mother when she was arrested for drugs. By the time I was 12, I was in my 10th foster home. And all that time, that letter was the only thing I ever got from you, Dad. I need a place to stay for a little bit. It's clear that you are not ready to assume the responsibility of motherhood. Walk into the city 
child suffer because you're suffering. Where was God when I was suffering all these years? You think you know me? You don't know anything! 20 years ago, I opened my home as a shelter. Hey, everybody, this is Apple. Your mother will not give her consent for you to be here. She will never let me go. No, no! You don't know what I wanted out of life. Look at me now. I deserve a second chance. I am done being passed off as someone's case number. I want out of the system! It's okay now. I got you. You can go and live with strangers and feel like your family. All right, well, there you have it. The theatrical trailer of uh, Give Me Shelter. And I have to tell you that even though I knew a little bit about the subject matter before I watched it, which is why I wanted to review it, um, I actually wanted to see it from the time that it was in theaters. Didn't get a chance to support it there. But even with that being said, I was I was blown away at times by the intensity of this film. Um, but as we get into this discussion, I just want to uh, tell you that it, it is intense. But much like the 40 film, which we recently re- reviewed, it's intense for the right reasons. Um, and it deals with very serious but very needful issues. Um, as a part of that intensity. And as you know, on the Speaking For Him podcast, we don't shy away from tough issues. Um, We try to meet them in a godly and biblically-based way and give you encouragement to continue on in this Christian life. Um, The movie synopsis is loosely based on a woman who opened some homes for unwed mothers, which that part was based in part on her own struggle as a homeless person. And then once she got on her feet, she wanted to help other people. And then the character of Apple Bailey, who is the main girl in the story um, that it centers around, is actually a kind of a caricature of two different women, two different young women um, put together that were in the shelter um, where this director and I wish that I had written down his name, but I did not, where the director had visited this home and been inspired to make this film. And it was intense, and it was gritty, but like I said, I I felt that it needed to be made, and I thought they did a really good job. And especially considering that the star was Vanessa Hudgens, yeah, who the last thing I saw her in before that was High School Musical. Um, I wouldn't, if I hadn't known before I started watching it that it was her, I wouldn't have known it was her. Yeah, based on appearance. She really, uh, between appearance and the way that she did her vocal inflections and all that stuff, you couldn't really tell it was the same person, which is a great mark of a good actress. So, Adam, what were your initial thoughts about this film? Well, I got to be honest. The first word that comes to mind is heavy. <laughs> um, you you get into this movie, which, by the way, it's, it's based on a true story, as we're talking about. These girls it's based on out of this shelter. Um, it, it's heavy, but through that heaviness, it brings such a sense of hope as well and strength. And as we get more into the movie, that'll make more sense. But um, 
heavy and hope the the two h words <laughs> i can use for this movie to describe it um so our next uh thing that i want to talk about is positive elements of this movie um well you know in, in all the despair that apple was in for for the first part of the movie she realized that the situation she was in was not good mm-hmm. and so the premise basically follows her as she goes to find her father because she's been with her druggy single mother long enough. And so she goes to find her father who happens to be a wealthy wall street broker. And, uh, so, uh, she goes to find him and she actually, um, gets arrested on the lawn. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to get in. when, When she's trying to knock on the door and find him because his, his uh, mansion is gated, and she rolls under the gate, and the police don't think she's just an intruder. And so then they arrest her. Well, then he admits that he knows her, and then they start talking. Um, So I just thought it was very positive, the fact that even though she was in dire straits, she realized that she needed to change, and she took action to change it. Um, even though it was limited in scope, what she could do, she still did. And I think that's so important to realize, especially in, in the day and age in which we live, that a lot of times we are our own greatest agents for change mm-hmm. with God's help, of course. But, but if we're not willing to, to make changes and make steps in the right direction, we cannot, um, hope for doors to open or for right, the right opportunities to come. And, um, I also thought even though her father kind of starts out as a wimp, he progresses to the point where he's really, um, coming through and, uh, in realizing his need to be there for his daughter, even if it doesn't come on his terms. And that, while we're talking about the father, I was really surprised to see Brendan Fraser in that role and to see so many high profile actors in this movie and i don't know if you realize this adam but i was doing some research while i was watching it a second time uh this morning and i heard i found out that he essentially found out about the project and asked to be in it oh really and then he along with james earl jones who uh incidentally also is in this film donated their salaries that they got from the film to the shelters that this lady ran. Wow. The movie's based on. That is awesome. So when you think about that and you just, you just realize the impact that a project like this can have, not only on the audience watching the audience that it was made for, but also on the actors that are doing the parts. Yeah. You know, and uh, I know that there's recently um, been a series on NBC called ad the mini ad the bible continues and i don't know that all of the actors are christians probably most of them are not but you would think that doing something that powerful from the scriptures would hopefully have a profound impact on many of them yeah so i don't know i'm sure we'll hear more stories as as that goes on and i know they're hoping this first part of it went through acts chapter 10 they're hoping to get picked up for another season so they can finish the book of Acts. But we'll see how that goes. But it's just exciting to see that you can have a film that's entertaining, 
but also have a lot of depth to it and very important stuff involved in it. Um, uh, so what, what are your initial thoughts about positive things you saw in this movie? Uh, I like how it brought awareness. Like you said, the actors were touched so much that they gave their salaries to the shelter that the movie was based from. Uh, it was kind of the same for me, too. There's a scene where she, uh, Apple, the main character, is looking for a place to stay. And there's one night where she's so down that she actually pretty much stays in a straight car somewhere overnight. And it just it stops and gets you thinking, like, wow, how many people are going through that every day? You know, how many kids and family, just a person even in our own area, like, you know, people in, in parks or even cars or homeless it just gets you aware of these things going on. Like, like this is real life. This really happens. And I think bringing that awareness is so important. So that way we can make a change to do something about it. Yeah. I, I, I just really, I really thought that it was well done and it wasn't overly preachy too. Mm-mm. I know I read a review from somebody that wasn't a believer who kind of characterized it that way, but I kind of thought that this is kind of the, the type of movie that even our friend Kevin McCreary <laughs> could appreciate. <laughs> uh, he and I have gone back and forth a little bit on, on film quality. And the only reason I, I bring that up is because I know that he is a stickler for high-quality films. And so, Kevin, I'm I'm giving you a shout-out here on the podcast, asking you to consider watching this movie and, and give your honest review. And hopefully uh, I think you'll enjoy this one because it's not – overly preachy but it definitely has the message in there and it you know the the scripture that we read earlier is mentioned in the movie but there's no blatantly you know come to jesus type moment that can kind of um if done the wrong way be be cheesy now obviously i believe in evangelistic films so don't get me wrong um and i think that messages need to be strong but i think that this uh, the biggest thing that this movie probably does is just continue the conversation and say the things that are brought up here I need to investigate more. So I thought that was good. Um, I thought it was interesting too the 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 response of the of her father's wife because her father has moved on. He yeah. has a wife and two kids and, and she really doesn't want anything to do with Apple. Mostly probably because it reminds her of, um, the fact that he had a past mm-hmm. and that it's not all about her. And they actually try to get her, um, to, to get an abortion. And then she runs out on that. Um, and, I just couldn't help but think that that is a big reason why people get abortions. You know, there's there's been legislation proposed in Michigan. I don't know if it's passed by now or not, but basically that that um is is in place or they're trying to put it in place so that women cannot be coerced into abortions. Um because there's a lot of times when an abusive husband or a boyfriend or another relative like we see in this story would coerce someone into an abortion, which ends the life of the baby and then gives the person going through it lifelong trauma. 
And so um, it's definitely uh, something, again, even though it's a fictional construct, there's a lot of reality to it. Um, was there anything that you saw kind of as negative in this film? Um, you know, the, the movie itself was, was pretty good. You know, it's funny since this is based on a true story, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I don't like the storyline because it's too heavy or too something, but this is, this is an actual movie. Um, I, I guess the only negative, um, I would put out there is, just I felt so bad, especially at the beginning, how she was, how she was treated. I mean, it was a true story, but it was like, man, it was thing after thing after thing. You get so discouraged after a while. It was like, oh my word, you know, when, when is she gonna get a break or something? And and as you watch the movie, you'll see how, you know, it starts to flip a little bit. But um, I think that was probably the the biggest negative for me. Otherwise, uh, I I thought the the movie was, uh, I thought it was really well well done. And and I would have to say that I was a little bit surprised by the harsh language some of it especially at the beginning yeah the beginning scene um and but again it's it's kind of hard to have this serious realistic film i'm not gonna say you have to have language to have a serious realistic film right uh, because i i definitely think that you don't and if i were the writer of it you know i i don't swear um, as a general rule, and I don't think I could write anything with swearing in it. Um, so I, I think that if I wrote something, I could still be intense without it. However, I kind of understand for the purposes that they were trying to convey why it's there, but that would be probably my biggest negative. And um, so this would be a fun one. Adam, who is your favorite character? I would have to say that it's got to be Kathy, who was the one who opened the shelter and ran it for so many years. Uh, I loved her her caring heart, her her kindness, uh, just her soft, gentle attitude. Even in these moments where she needs to jump in and be like the mama bear for Apple and stuff, she still is keeping her own. You can tell she really has a Christ-centered heart, and I, I loved it. Well, it was definitely really intense when at first she thought, thought she told apple that she had to go home with her mother because, yeah because her mother still had her legal guardianship and there was no way she could stay there unless the doctor said she had to or whatever and but then the mom comes in and starts abusing her right in front of her and so she's like okay i'm calling the cops you have to leave and just to have the spine to be able to do that and what was interesting too is uh when in that scene when she was saying apple have to send you home and she said you know i can't put the whole shelter in danger just for you. And then she kind of does in that scene where she finally pulls Apple away from mom and says, no, I can't let you take her. You need to leave. You need to go. I thought that was pretty cool how she stepped up and was like, you know what? I'm going to do it anyways. Yeah. Uh, that was, it was really, really well done. Uh, there was one, one part when, when Apple's father actually shows up at the shelter while Apple's mother is still there. Yeah. And, uh, I thought, you know, I would have thought that they would have had a more substantial scene where they would kind of discuss, well, this is what happened, and I'm sorry, and, you know, can we at least talk through it? But it was kind of just a side scene. And I know you can't po probably develop everything, and we've talked on the, in the past about movies where they have too many subplots, so I guess uh, 
diverting too much wouldn't have been good for the overall movie, but that was another thing that I thought of. All right, well, my favorite character was actually the priest, mm. portrayed by James Earl Jones, um, because he never um, lost his temper with Apple, even though she was yelling at him and lashing out. Yeah. Uh, he really showed love, um, and he showed her her need to trust God. And, and she said, if God was good, why am I here? You know, because she's in a hospital bed, and she's handcuffed to the bed. And he said, well, God can be a tough, see- tough commanding officer <laughs> at times, but perhaps you're right where you need to be. And I know that for me, sometimes when I go through hard times, I'm like, going through this hard time but looking back i realize in the end often that i'm right where god wants me to be so so the priest is definitely one of my favorites all right and of course when we talk about favorites we also have to talk about least least favorites favorites. so go ahead adam oh it was (laughs) it was kind of a tough one because there's definitely two that i was not super fond of just got to put out there obviously apple's actual mom uh because you know she abused her and just treated her horribly um what's what surprised me though is my least favorite character is actually the dad's new wife at the mansion because uh the not that any of those actions are ever justified but i kind of expected it from the real mom because she was on drugs and had a history and was already angry and abusive but i was really really surprised when the stepmom walked up and was at first saying, you know, I don't want Apple to stay here with us. And then she's like, I'm going to help you get an abortion. And then kind of left her by herself in the abortion place when she said, I'll hold your hand through yeah, it. Yeah, that was interesting, too. She says, I'll hold your hand, which I still wouldn't agree with, but right. at least you're there. Right. And it was, it, it really shocked me. I'm like, here's this, what seems to be, you know, perfectly healthy person who's in this home with her family. And now Apple comes in and you're treating her horribly. So I'd have to say that, uh, the stepmom was was actually my least favorite. I and I and I think I would echo that. I was thinking about Apple's roommate as well, mm. the one that she ended up being coupled with and ended up leaving the program. Yeah, because she claimed that she was being exploited. You know, even though she had a roof over her head, food in her stomach, and and stuff for her baby, uh, she claimed that the lady that was in the home was exploiting them. By bringing them around to churches, but she really wanted people just to see the people she was working with, so they would know who they were donating to. It wasn't about exploitation. Yeah, but but definitely the mom. The one one thing that I thought was kind of inconsistent about the film, and I've talked about one other thing, but one of those things was at the end when she meets the baby, she acts like nothing's wrong. Right. She acts like I can be the grandma to this baby. Yeah. Like the baby is so cute. Can I hold her? You know, and it's like you just want just not too long ago. You wanted her sucked into a sink. Right. And and now she's there and now you're acting like it's so great that there's a baby there. And of course, then toward the end, they offer to let Apple stay with them and she's about to do it. But then she's not quite ready. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, I like the fact that the way that they were opening up the relationship between her and her father was a gradual process. Yeah. It wasn't like we snap our fingers and everything's all right. So I thought there was a, there was a reality to it that a lot of movies miss. And I really liked it. All right. So what do you think is the biggest lesson 
as you were watching the film, what's the biggest lesson that you took away from it? Uh, two things in one kind of a awareness, you know, who is going through what, even though they may come up to you and say, Oh, everything's fine. Or the, the bruise might not be in their face. Sometimes people's stories are, are way deeper than they seem to let out. Cause even Apple for a while was, was pretty closed and she was pretty closed off from sharing that with, with others. And, um, also, um, how you can be compassionate to those going through that. I thought the movie did a great job with the priest and Kathy, the person who opened the shelter. Um, it, it just was a great reminder of uh, awareness, how everyone's you know gone through something, some worse than others, and then how you can be compassionate towards it too. Yeah, I I I think I resonate a lot with with those lessons as well. I I think one of the the biggest things for me was just um, thinking about how this could be a realistic scenario. It wasn't like something that's that's far removed. I've worked I've worked in the inner city. I've seen the way um, some of these people live. Some of them by choice. Some of them not. And I definitely resonate with the idea that we have to not only uh, fight for pro-life issues and when it comes to the baby in the womb, but we need to be there to care for the babies once they're outside of the womb. Yeah. And that really showed a practical way that people can do that. Uh, the one I did kind of think it was interesting that adoption was never brought up. Um, mm. Yeah, that, that is weird. Film, but uh, but I definitely appreciated how the support rallied around and and how she really cared about them. Uh, that was another kind of ambiguous thing about the film was how long they actually got to stay there after their babies were born. Yeah. Because there were babies there of all ages, of all different types of ages. I don't think there was anybody older than like three, but there were definitely some older looking babies. Yeah. (laughs) Toddler stage. But it was a really um, good film. And I think that I would, like I said, recommend it for the the older set. And, um, there's one thing that we haven't done the last couple film reviews once on purpose, but I know a couple, I think a couple times we've forgotten and that is to rate it from one to five, five being best. So one to five stars, Adam, what is your rating? You know, honestly, I would give it a, I'd give it a four. I thought it was good and they supported life in that, in that story of what they uh, promoted with this being a true story. And uh, it was hope at the end. So um, I thought they did a good job of, of conveying that. I am going to give it a three and a half stars just because of the language. Yeah. Um. Yep. And again, I realize that it's kind of hard to get around it because of the subject matter and and the way that um, people are people, the the fights that they were having. So it's kind of understandable. But at the same time, Fireproof had a pretty intense fighting scene at the beginning and it was pulled off without language so um i think that it can be done and so three and a half stars but i would definitely recommend this film um maybe not for family film night but when you're if you are uh want to take your uh child on a weekend to discuss some of these more mature uh issues of life or you want to have a time with your older kids when your younger kids are out of the house and watch this with them i would encourage you to do it it's right there on Netflix, and we'll also post a link in the blog how to get it on Amazon so that you can get a copy and share it with others. We would definitely encourage you to watch this film. 
And as we wrap up, I just want to let you know that we are uh, cruising uh, awfully close to number 150. Uh, Podcast 150. Can you believe it, Adam? That's crazy. I uh, feel like we just did 100. <laughs> but I I am busy planning that. Um, I am hoping to have some surprises. And I'm not even letting Adam know all that's going to happen uh, because it's going to be that special. So uh, <laughs> I hope that you will stay tuned. I hope that if you would like to contribute to that special with a voicemail letting us know how this podcast has touched you over the last 140 plus weeks uh that you would do that and we will be recording the podcast lord willing on july 14th of this year so make sure you get your um voicemails in by 2 p.m on july 14th in the eastern time zone all right i think that's all i have for this week i hope that you have a wonderful weekend and as i always say keep serving the best of men Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 